Hi, this is Vanessa Marshall. I play Harrison Dula on Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to Star Wars Bookworms. Enjoy. Even men like Talon Card occasionally make mistakes. This is the Chimera. Launch the attack. Time to go to work. You won't let me get killed, will you? Is that what I was supposed to be doing here? I should have brought my lightsaber. You are listening to Star Wars Bookworms, Episode 70. I am Aaron Goins, one of your hosts, and I'm here, as always, with my co-host, Teresa Delgado. It's been a while since we podcasted, Teresa. It, for me, it's been about two months. I don't know for you, because of all the other shows you do. No, you're not giving yourself enough credit. It has not been two months. It's been just over a month since we did an episode of Bookworms. Well, Bookworms, but in general, um, I think in total, I feel like it's been a really long time. Maybe it hasn't been a long time. But uh, I just wanted to kind of get this off my chest since this is the first show that I'm recording since things went down. Um, If anybody's noticed anything different about me or my... um, visibility on social media or whatever uh my grandfather was very sick with cancer and for the entire month of february we were with him and he did pass away and stuff so um i'm trying to get my feet wet in the fandom world again and not really knowing what's going on and just so you know aaron it's really when you haven't been on social media in a while it's really weird because you don't know what anybody's talking about you feel kind of lost at all yeah you get on twitter and you're like huh what what happened and i don't for most of it i really didn't even know star wars news that was going on so i feel like i'm really out of the loop <laughs> well we're gonna we'll catch you up a little bit on some of this at least some of the book news today and maybe it'll be the first time you hear it as we talk about it i don't know i don't know that's gonna be kind of cool <laughs> but i do know that celebration's coming and i do know that we have um some stuff regarding celebration to talk about specifically that we are actually both going, which was touch and go for a while because with all of this stuff, I didn't know if I was going to be able to go. Well, I'm very happy that you, at least for now, we're going to be going to Celebration. Who knows what happens between now and Celebration, but the plan is that we're both going to be there. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. a positive, and that's not very far away. It's in just, I guess, less than two months. Right, right, right. And also, if we are there, and we will let you guys know, we will be at the Jedi News booth um, at certain times during the course of the convention, so you can come by and say hi. We don't have any of that info yet, but we will be there. Also, Jonah and Aaron will be there. Actually, I've kind of decided something without talking to either one of you, by the way. I figure all three of us from the U.S. should just be there at the same time. Then people can come see Star Scavengers, Bookworms, and Galactic Fashion all at once. Yeah, I'm down for that. I think it's yeah, like knocking it all out at once. Knock it all out at once. Yeah, we can have one place that anyone that listens to our shows that wants to come say hi to us can st- stop by and say hi. Yeah, it is so funny we'll that we kind of have on. this trifecta of hosts that like, I host with her, and then I host with you, but you also host with her, and you know it's just like this whole thing. We have a triangle. We should just start a show where all three of us host, you know? Okay, yeah, let's add that to our plate. Let me see where I can work that in in my calendar that's already full <laughs> of stuff. Right, but um, yeah, so we will be at the Jedi News booth. We don't know times yet. It's all far enough away that we don't know any specifics. 
Um, I know there's the podcast stage going on that I don't know if we're going to be doing that either because I kind of dropped the ball and put in our application late. So Good I, job. I don't even but know see, if we're being considered, but <laughs> if we do find the, out, we will let people know for sure. <laughs> here's the best part about that. I had no idea that was even happening or that you even submitted it late because you didn't tell me because I was so wrapped up in my family stuff. And I'm so glad that you didn't tell me, by the way. Because I feel like it would have distracted me from my family stuff and then I would have been getting all like worried about things that, you know, are sort of, I don't want to say they don't matter, but they don't really matter, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, for sure. But um, yeah, the, you know, the whole podcast stage thing, I was holding off applying because I wasn't sure if you were going to make it a celebration and all this stuff. And so, and then when I finally was like, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and apply. And I looked and it was three days past the deadline. And I was like, oh. Well, I'm going to apply anyways and see if they let me. So they, it did let me apply, and I did send an email to some people at Lucasfilm letting them know that I applied late. So we'll see what happens. But, Were you that kid who always who turned in their assignments late to class and oh, stuff because you, did, you didn't look to see that there's a deadline clearly written on it? Oh, no, no, no. It. It wasn't, for me, it was not about not knowing about the deadline in school. It was I would just wait until the last minute to do the, the project. Yeah, I was you're my favorite. Student. You're my favorite. Yeah, you you as a teacher probably would not have liked me too much. <laughs> I grew out of that by college, though. That was just a junior high thing. What about a high school then thing? Because that's where I got I serious teach. in high school and in, in college. So. Oh, you did. Yeah. Okay. You got to. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's my story, and I'm. You're lying to, it. to all of the kids <laughs> listening right now. <laughs> right, I'm trying to be a good example at this point. Um, <sighs> stay in school. Read your books. But. <laughs> Like I was saying, though, we don't really know a ton about Celebration. They haven't released a schedule yet. We don't know all the authors that are going to be there. I'm sure a ton will be. But I think officially we know that Timothy Zahn and Christy Golden will both be there, and they both have books that are coming out this year. So I think that's probably why they're both going to be there for sure. I'm sure there will be a big Del Rey panel. and But as more information rolls out, we will continue to talk about it on our podcast. And we do know somebody that will be there that's very important. Okay. It was announced today. Ray Park is going to be there. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Ray Park. and uh... That was the most important part of that entire announcement. Just yeah. Saying. That's cool. I, I like Ray Park is one of my favorite of the uh, the celebs that go to these conventions. You get you see some and you see them a lot and you get kind of like, okay, do I really need to see you know Billy D. Williams again? But Ray Park is very entertaining because he does all the stuff with the lightsabers and you know all that stuff. So mm-hmm. entertaining to watch. And I know you're a big fan of him and his I character. I am. Well, I'm a, yes, that is accurate. That is definitely accurate. Um, so a celebration's coming up. Hopefully we'll see many of you there. And if you see us there, don't be shy. Just say hi. Wow. You're That's... a poet and you didn't even know it. <laughs> it's not the first time I've said that on our podcast. That needs to be our next our next like button. <laughs> don't be shy. Come say hi. Yeah, we're getting close. Star we Wars need to start thinking works. about buttons and stuff. We... <laughs> Can that please be it? Don't, don't be shy. Come say hi. That might cause people to not say hi. I probably <laughs> should But if have they said want it. the button, the exclusive button, they have to come say hi. At the Jedi News booth. See, Jedi News ah! should be happy. We're like really promoting them right now. We are. Check out our Rebels reviews on JediNews.uk. <laughs> you know, I haven't done any. You've been doing them. I, I did. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't been again. Let's rewind. What has Teresa done for the last month for fandom? Nothing. 
Well, we're happy that you're here now. And we're going to talk about one of your favorite book series, Aftermath. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The Aftermath book did come out. Aftermath Empire's End was released in February. So it's out in the wild. People are reading it. We actually haven't started the book club yet for that. But as of the time that you're listening to this episode, we probably will have started it. Uh, But we need to get that started so people can start discussing it. I've actually finished it. um, And I'm not going to spoil my thoughts on it in this episode we'll get to that eventually but um yeah so there's that the the only part of it i've read is the interstitial that i was waiting for that's the only part of it that i have read um i also really like the title because it means that this trilogy is over (laughs) because it says the word end in it yes so (laughs) yay i'm just kidding that was really mean um i I'm looking forward to this one because you have said that um, you actually enjoyed it more than the others. So I'm like, fingers yeah. crossed, I will too. But um, I think I said that to you after I had read just the first three chapters. Oh, no. So now I'm, you know, changed. Yeah, Great. My, my opinion has changed a little on the book after finishing it. Um, well, then. All in all, uh, the entire series I found enjoyable. The interludes were fun. Um, but I was surprised by some of the information that was coming out about this book before it was even released. Mm. There were like major websites dropping the news about like that interlude that you're, I think you're specifically referencing, um, mm-hmm. you know, that before the book even dropped. And I'm like, well, oh, that's kind of, that's not cool to be spoiling that kind of thing. But I guess that's the pop culture news world nowadays. Spoil everything and read the wrong card for best picture. <laughs> uh yeah, and then also we got a title in between the last time we talked for episode eight, and it is the Last Jedi. Uh, Which is also a title news. of an old uh, an old EU book. That is true, and also a comic, I believe. Right. But I, you put it in the news for us to like kind of talk about, it, except for I don't have anything to say about no, I just, it. Because... I threw it in here because the announcement literally came out the day we released our last episode, oh, so we yeah. just missed it. So I mean, this has been out for a while. I mean, this they they announced this title over a month ago. I'm sure every other podcast that our listeners listen to have talked through this i just wanted to at least acknowledge it that it happened because we hadn't talked about it yet i was i was a little curious to hear if you had any thoughts on the title but i mean it's just a title you can't really think too much into well, it. exactly like you can't really think that much into it we have no idea what it means and also like we're within the year of the new movie coming out and people who know me know i do not speculate on movies so it is what it is, and they can tell me what it is when I watch the movie in December. Yeah, and people that know me know I do speculate because that's fun. But the title, <laughs> no, <it's not. laughs> the title doesn't give me enough to even speculate. I think it's you keep your speculation. It's to a yourself. good title. I like the title. I think it's a good title. It, it's it's a little because it's the Last Jedi. It's a very fun, like it sounds very final to be the second movie of a trilogy, which I think is a little odd, but. I still like the title. I think it's good. Um, I don't. I'm not trying to think too much into. Is it referring to Luke? Is it referring to Ray? Is it referring to both of them? I don't. I don't think it really matters at this point. But um, I. I like the title. It's a good title. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Um, if it is a sentence, "The Force Awakens: The Last Jedi," then the third movie has to start with, a, which is weird. <laughs> Sorry, you broke up a little bit there. The third movie has to start with what? A verb. A verb. Yeah. The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi. To jump off a cliff. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> to hit the snooze button. 
<laughs> that would be weird. Those uh, jokes have all well, been Well, and the other thing is the initials for this one are TLJ. Because you can't call this Jedi because we call Return of the Jedi Jedi. So, like, we can call it, it would either have to be, like, The Last Jedi or TLJ, TLJ. which is weird. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure we'll get a lot of really cool information at Celebration. I'm hoping for a trailer. That's That's got to be a foregone conclusion, right? Me too. But this time, I'm going to be video recording you. Because oh, no. last time you cried, and I didn't get to get it on camera. So... Just, uh, you know, if there's a phone sort of like... Cry, at the, cry is a strong leg, word. Looking at your face. Misty-eyed, maybe. I think <laughs> you were crying, too. I Pretty did much cry. Our whole was crying. I did cry, but I cry all the time. So. <laughs> all right, well, moving on. We There are a couple other books that have been announced. Actually, a lot of other books. We, we knew that there were books coming that were going to be based on um, Rogue One. But now we've got the official announcement with titles and, and such release dates. Uh, so there's going to be the one by Beth Revis titled Rebel Rising. And this is going to be the one focused on Jin, And mm-hmm. that's coming out May 2nd. Um, I'm actually kind of excited for that one. Any interest in reading the uh, synopsis here? Ooh, it's like a, it's a trial from first time, long time. Really, the whole thing? Okay. When Jen Urso was five years old, her mother was murdered and her father taken from her to serve the Empire. Okay, I have issue with this. She did not look five in the movie. Maybe ten. I'd say seven. Kind of big for five. Yeah, big for five. Yeah. Okay. But despite the loss of her parents, she is not completely alone. Saw Guerrera, a man willing to go to any extremes necessary in order to resist Imperial tyranny, takes her in as... As his own and gives her not only a home but all the abilities and resources she needs to become a rebel herself. Jin dedicates herself to the cause and the man, but fighting alongside Saul and his people brings with it danger and the question of just how far Jin is willing to go as one of Saul's soldiers. When she faces an unthinkable betrayal that shatters her world, Jin will have to pull the pieces of herself back together and figure out what she truly believes in and who she can really trust. I predict this is when Saul leaves her. You think so? Certain death. It doesn't say how old she's going to be in the book. Um, didn't he leave her when she was 16? Yes. So okay. I think she'll be 16. So this will be kind of a teenager gin that we're dealing with here? Yes. That's what I think. I'm not super excited about this one. I don't know why. The characters in Rogue about One... about a girl. Haven't just no. kidding. I'm just Jeez. <laughs> The characters in Rogue One, I just, I like them in that movie, but it was just this, you know, it's the story where they all died at the end, spoiler alert. I was about to say, you're mad because they died. And so it's kind of like their story's over. I don't know if I need a lot more about them. I, I just, they haven't resonated with me like other characters in Star Wars. Because they're not Jedi with green lightsaber sticks. Maybe. Maybe the, maybe. the fact that there's no Jedi, I know that's going to be another book without Jedi. Maybe that's part of it. Which makes Aaron sad. Fanboy Aaron's like, I want Jedi. <laughs> that was actually a really good, good impression of what it would sound like. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, the next book is actually written by Greg Rucka, who I do like. And he's it's Guardians of the Wills. And it also comes out on May 2nd. And you get to read this one. Okay. Um Yeah. So the it says, an exciting adventure about two of the brave heroes from the smash hit 
movie Rogue One, a Star Wars story. On the desert world of Jeddah in the Holy City, friends Baze and Chirrut used to be the guardians of the wills who looked after the Kyber Temple and the devoted pilgrims who worshipped there. Then the Empire came and took over the planet. The temple was destroyed and the people scattered. Now Baze and Chirrut do what they can to resist the Empire and protect the people of Jeddah, but it never seems to be enough. Then a man named Saul Guerrero arrives with a militia of his own and grand plans to take down the Empire. It seems like a perfect way for Baze and Chirrut to make a real difference and help the people of Jeddah live better lives. But will it come? <laughs> will it come at too great a cost? <laughs> I put the question mark a little too early there. But um, Will it come at too great a cost? <laughs> but a lot of... Uh, a lot of Saul Guerrero up in these books. All up in there. But uh Yep. I'm I'm excited, more excited for this one maybe than the others cuz I just want to know what is a will. I but think... then it's not even like a will like W I, it's like a will cuz there's an H. It's something to do with I the force and all that, you know, the temple and the Kyber crystals. This is more interesting to me than the the Jin story. And maybe it'll all tie together, but this is a little more interesting to me. Uh, Bays and Cheer are more interesting characters. Um, I don't know. I, I almost would have rather had a a Captain a Captain Cassian book, or you know him Captain and Cassian. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Cassian and K two S O. Like the, them together in a book would be more interesting than these. Mm-hmm. Cassian and K two S O. K two S O. So these are both uh, Disney Press, right? I think so. Yes. Yeah. So. And the third book announcement is Inferno Squad. This will be coming out July 25th of 2017. This is a Del Rey book, and it is going to be written by Christy Golden. And it is about an elite Imperial squad and their mission following the events of Rogue One. So I shall read this for you. The Rebellion may have heroes like Jyn Erso and Luke Skywalker, but the Empire has Inferno Squad. After the humiliating theft of the Death Star plans and the resulting destruction of the battle station, the Empire is on the defensive. In response to this stunning defeat, the Imperial Navy has authorized the formation of an elite team of soldiers known as Inferno Squad. <laughs> their mission, infiltrate and eliminate the remnants of Saw Gerrera's partisans. Following the death of their leader, the partisans have carried on his extremist legacy, determined to thwart the Empire no matter what the cost. Now, Inferno Squad must prove their status as the best of the best and take down the partisans from within. But as the danger intensifies and the threat of discovery grows, how far will Inferno Squad go to ensure the safety of the Empire? I just really got obsessed saying it like that. I like how every all three of these books... It, like the summary thing ends in a question. <laughs> and they all involve Sagarera. I got another mention. Um, so he seems to be a, a big focus in literature right now. It's probably because they cut out like his entire role in Rogue One. <laughs> They're like, well, we have to give him something. Um, I like that really, it's written by Christy Golden. I, I love that. But I'm not really pumped about Inferno Squad. Um. It's gonna be interesting. It's it sounds like it's gonna to be told from like Inferno Inferno Squad's point of view. I'm assuming so. It's gonna be you're kind of like looking at it from the bad guys' perspective, which is always interesting because you want the reader to kind of you know root for the main characters. But when the main characters are bad, it's hard to root for them. Yeah, you're not gonna like this book. I don't know. Like 
Because there's bad guys. <laughs> or maybe it's written from the you know, point of view of the partisan it's not. You know, soldiers. And we just see the Inferno Squad. No, I don't think so. You don't think so? No. So, yeah, I don't know. None of, like, all three of these books, nothing's, like, jumping out to me. Like, oh, I cannot wait. These are going to be awesome. You know, hopefully one of them will surprise me. But not my cup of tea, maybe. Mm. Well, you know, we don't know that yet. We don't know if it's our cup of tea. Yeah, sometimes books surprise me. Like, Twilight Company surprised me. I liked it more than oh, I thought. Oh, I thought you were just going to stop with Twilight after. Twilight <laughs> surprised me, no. Part. And no. I was like, oh, really? What did you, when did you read that? I would go on record and say I've never read, read a Twilight book. I have because I wanted to know what I was talking about before I bashed him. <laughs> I couldn't remember if you were a fan or not. I'm not really a fan, but I have read them all. Uh, that's not nobody cares anyway. Nobody cares. Well, you talk about Harry Potter and you know such. So. Well, I will say this: I was at dinner the other night with my mother-in-law, my mom, and Greg, and they had Twilight. I guess it was on TV or something. It was the second one, which I think is like I think it's Eclipse, and it was on TV like behind my mom's head, and I kept getting in trouble because I was watching the TV and not talking to them. <laughs> <laughs> I will admit, I did, I was curious enough to watch the first movie. And was like, eh, didn't really like it. Then oh, do I... yourself a favor, please, just for like the fact that it's super ridiculous and also can be really funny. You should totally watch the rest of them, just for you know, like when you just watch something to just be entertained because it's so terrible. Yep, how, you should so do. How that. many are there? Mm. Is there four or three? So there's, uh... there's. That's a good question. Okay, so Twilight. Eclipse, New Dawn, and didn't, didn't they do like a part one, part two thing? Like one. Yeah, the... but I feel like there's four books. Is there five movies? Is there four books? I honestly, I don't know. I couldn't tell. You. I don't remember. I think it's three books and four movies. That's my guess, just from what I've books. gathered from pop culture stuff. But I did watch the second movie because I was going to give it another shot. And then it was so bad. It was like so terrible in my opinion. The second one is really bad. I but like, I was but like it's done. so like, oh my God. Just for entertainment, you should totally watch it all. Maybe someday I will. Maybe um, like when you're really bored and they have them on Netflix, that's what you should do. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Wasted it's time like, talking about no, Twilight. Oh, there are four. There's, so there's Twilight, <laughs> New Moon is the second one, Eclipse is the third one, and then Breaking Dawn. So there's five movies and four books. Well, I'm sure yeah. that among our listeners, there are a few, at least, that enjoy the books and movies of Twilight. Yeah, so, so hey, you know, tweet at us. Team Edward, Team Jacob, where are you? <laughs> Let you us know, know what we're missing like, out I'm, I'm sort of, like, team in the middle because, like, Edward's kind of a little bit more romantic, but he's cold and, like, and he's sort of, like, dead. And Jacob's alive and he's warm and, like, on fire. So you'd be warmer if you were with Jacob. And, like, I don't like being cold, so I guess I'm team Jacob. <laughs> for someone who is not a fan of the series you have put a lot of thought into this well i mean i've read it all and seen all the movies but it's not like it's not like it's my favorite thing in the world or whatever but i had to ask myself that question because everyone was asking that question mm, not me, mm. not me. <laughs> okay. but uh <laughs> yeah so we have the we have some books coming out a couple in may one in july um thrawn is coming out in april 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 right? 11th 
So yeah, some a lot of uh, novels, junior novels coming up, and then we are way behind on comics, so we have plenty of those to read as well. Yeah, we are. But speaking of comics, uh, it hasn't been quite a year since this one came out, but we are going to review the Chewbacca comics from Marvel today. Yeah, you know why this one was easy to read? Because there wasn't a lot because of Because Chewbacca talking. didn't have a lot of lines. It was right. just a lot of things like... <laughs> so not to be confused you with the... You go through a whole page in like two seconds of... So are you saying you read it like right before we recorded? Did, yes. Did we both read it right before we recorded? Yes. Good. So it's fresh in our minds. Um, <laughs> the the Chewbacca comic, not to be confused with the Dark Horse Chewbacca comic, uh, which came out a long time ago and was based on the aftermath of the Yusin Vong War and the death of Chewbacca, which all didn't really happen because it's no longer canon. This is the canon version of the Chewbacca comics, which takes place right after A New Hope. Mm. Make sense? Mm-hmm. All right, so the writer was Jerry Dugan, and the artist is Phil Noto, who I actually really enjoy him as an artist, but I have some opinions about what he did with this comic. Uh, the release date was March 8th of 2016 is when the volume came out, which is not Ooh. quite a year ago, so we're not yeah, a year behind on we, comics. <laughs> but uh, we have some, we definitely have some catching up to do. Um, so, yeah, first thing, what did you think about the art? I am a big Phil Noto fan. I like his covers. He's done a ton of artwork for like new Star Wars canon. He did. He's done some comics. He's done book covers. He's done interior art for books, and he's one of my favorites. But I didn't really love the art in this comic for some reason. It was very watercolory, kind of. It's kind uh, of his style, yeah. And I, I actually liked it, and I didn't overly like it, but I liked it fine. Uh. The main character, who is a girl, I believe, I pretty much just thought was a... Which I, I thought he was a little boy most of the time. But, um... Some boyish look. It's not, yeah. you know. Um, there is this one page of art. And I don't know, I don't know what page it is. What page is it? It's 10 on the Comicsology like, digital comic. Where Chewbacca's, like, basically laying in a bed of flowers. <laughs> I love that image. And I was like, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> I, th- I think that image is so cool. That, it's like, beautiful. Like the pink flowers no, and the Chewbacca laying in there. And they have, they kind of, if you do the guided view in Comixology, I don't know if you do guided or if you just do page by page. No, I do regular because guided views is weird for me. Okay, so guided view, they actually, they introduce you to that scene and it kind of zooms right in on Chewbacca's face with all the flowers around him and then it zooms out to see the kind of the whole thing going on. Mm. But um, yeah, I mean, I like the image. I think it would be a great piece of art on my wall. But when I first saw it, I was like, "Uh, has Chewbacca gone hippie? What's happening? Is just, this I, is this a Wizard a, of Oz comic?" He just crashed a, a ship. You know, he had to relax for a little bit. I'm just gonna lay in the flowers for a while. <laughs> I actually love that image. I remember them releasing that as one of the preview images before the comic even came out. And in thinking that that was a cool image, I think my main hang up with the art and actually it's not even the art in general in the comic because most of it was actually really really good. Something about Zaro, which I think is how you pronounce her name, it yeah. didn't seem like her face was consistent throughout the comic. Like oh, I would agree with that. Some scenes she had like a really round face. Some scenes she had kind of more elongated features. You know, her nose was really long in some some scenes, and others it was like kind of 
squat and I don't know like some it just didn't seem like he could he could get a consistent look to the character. Do you know what her shirt says? It says trouble. It does. Yeah. You oh, you looked it up. Good. Um, I read it. Because <laughs> you can just read it fluently without looking it up, right? Actually, I, usually I can. There are a couple of letters I get mixed up. Uh, O's and G's, they're similar. But for the most part, I can read it, yeah. Oh, well, that's very neat because I cannot. <laughs> but I would agree with you on that. But I did love the way that Chewbacca looked throughout the entire comic. He was pretty spot on. It was yeah, good stuff. I agree with that. So the character of Zaro, um Zoro? What? Zoro. Zaro. Zero. Zero. We'll just call her Z. Z. Is I like she, it. Was she? I couldn't figure out if she was supposed to be like a really short teenager or like a kid. I don't know. She seemed too smart. I mean, I to thought be, she was a boy most of the time. So she seemed too smart to be like you know ten or eleven or twelve. But but then she was very small. So then I was like, maybe it's supposed to be like a ten-year-old kid, or maybe it's supposed to be a really short sixteen-year-old. I have no idea. You didn't think about but that? But for all of our 10 and 11-year-old listeners, you are very smart. Do not be insulted by what <laughs> that is, Yeah, you're right. That was maybe... Maybe I didn't mean smart more than like... Um, Crafty? Yeah, like something... I don't know. I can't save myself out of this one. No, you can't. <laughs> she seemed very street smart for as young as she was. She was. She, you know, but maybe if you grow up in a world like that, maybe like, like you have to. Or something. True. But, you know, maybe, maybe she's not really that small. Maybe we're just comparing her to Chewbacca's size. We saw other people were around her. The, um, so Chewbacca's alone. This, <laughs> this is, <laughs> this was, uh, kind of weird to see Chewbacca alone without Han. They're kind of like attached almost all the time. There's the whole idea of, you know, Chewbacca having some sort of a life debt where he's got to be with Han all the time. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's canon yet. I think I it is. I think so. Isn't, don't they say that in the original trilogy? I don't know if they actually ever say it in the movies. I feel like it was I all... so. But, yeah, so he is not with Han, which I thought was kind of odd. And they kind of explain at the end, and we'll talk about the end because I'm actually still kind of confused about the end. But uh, Oh, was, me too. Was it weird to see Chewbacca without Han, or was it kind of cool? I liked it. But I think it's partially, if I had read this at a different time, I might not have liked it. But since I know there's like a Han Solo movie coming out, I don't feel like I'm missing my Han, you know, because I'm going to get some Han later. Well, there's, yeah, you're There's, um, I mean, there's a Han comic series. We get plenty of Han in all the media. So it's, this is time for Chewbacca to shine. Yeah. So I liked it fine. Uh, I don't like it because I don't know what the hell he's saying. Yeah, that was the... I have no idea what he's saying in the whole entire thing. It's just like, brar, brar, and you're like, what? <laughs> that was that was a different... Because we're used to seeing Chewbacca, you know, he's with someone who can tell you what he's saying. You know, he's with someone that can translate for him. It be it C-3PO or Han Solo or somebody's going to tell you what he's saying. In this, the, the girl that he's with the whole time has no idea what he's saying either. So we really, yeah, it was we didn't get to, to hear his perspective. I have no idea what he means. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I feel like her. I feel like she has some lines where I have to get back to it, where she's like, you know, okay, I guess you're just going to leave then, you know? Yeah, she does the whole, like, you know, guilt trip thing to keep him around. You know, she needs help. She needs his brute strength. 
And she's like, well, I guess you're just going to leave poor old me, you know, kind of thing going on. Um, you must love the Empire. Yeah, you must love the Empire. Yeah, that was a good line, uh, which, you know, of course worked. The one thing she did say that was a little, you know, like, ooh, you kind of made you cringe a little was when she was like, do you even know what it's like to be a slave? Oh, yeah, I was like, eh. Chewbacca is, yeah, he knows. He knows. He, he does. He, does, he, does he wasn't know. too happy about that. Uh, hearing her say that but he couldn't explain to her why that was heartless because he couldn't talk to her well he did he was like (laughs) (laughs) i know in the part where he decides he's going to help her and he he roars and holds his bowcaster up in the air and she's like oh you are going to help me i was like how did she train like how did she understand that was yeah because he literally says with the letters that are on here he says (laughs) (laughs) you got to do a little bit more of a wookie warble i think i can't i don't have it I don't have the the gruffiness in my voice. But Chewie had, you know, throughout, you know, he, he had some flashbacks to events on his home world where the Trandoshans are cap- capturing his people and things like that, which, um, which I thought was interesting. That's always been kind of part of Star Wars lore that Trandoshans are the ones that um, hunt the Wookies. Mm-hmm. Stinking Trandoshans. <laughs> um. I thought it was funny, the scenes with the gonk droid. Oh, yeah, because it literally says gonk. Yeah, it kept saying gonk. In the panels, it was like gonk, gonk, gonk. And then he, <laughs> he like, fashions it to be, like, a like a shock stick. A shock stick. Which only had, like, two. It only worked once or twice, but he's... We are he's, so full of exact terminology term, yeah. right now. A taser. It's like a giant taser powered it's by a, a gonk giant, droid. A giant... But only a, only a Wookiee <laughs> is going to have the ability to pick up an entire gonk droid and use it as a remote battery. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of cool, actually. And then he just throws it over the head of that of that guard. No, it is, it's true. But, Very um, true. This, this story was, it was really light, I thought. There wasn't a lot to it. Like you said, there wasn't a lot of dialogue. It was a fluffy story. Kinda I think that was its... It. I thought, like, be- maybe because of the lack of dialogue, I was actually kind of confused throughout it with certain things, what was going on. Um, I don't know. I didn't love it. I can say that. I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it because there have been some comics that I've been like, well, and this wasn't one of those. It was not terrible. I didn't love her. I'll tell you that much. I really didn't like her character that much. She was kind of annoying. I feel like she was like how Ahsoka Tano was at the beginning. Sort of whiny, complainy. I am going to fix everything. You know, I'm going to fix it. And she didn't do what she was told. And that kind of annoyed me. But I don't know. I mean, maybe it's fine. It just seemed bland to me. Like even the dialogue was like... Except for the Wookiee parts that I didn't understand. (laughs) Yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, the whole story, basically, to sum it up, is she, her and her father basically have this debt to this crime lord who makes them work in these mines, and then she escapes, and she get, and then she tries to get Chewbacca to help her, who he does kind of help her, and then they end up helping everyone escape. Because mm-hmm. he basically lord. uproots a tree. Yeah, that was one of the parts I was confused about. Like, he was climbing out, but then it was like he was falling, but he wasn't falling, and the tree fell over, and I don't know. I was it's, Stuff was missing for me. Yeah, that was kind of a little bit like, um, hmm? 
<laughs> and he just kept roaring at everything. So rawr, rawr, rawr. Like, I'm like, what are you saying right now? Every once in a while, they put a question mark at the end of the roar. So I'm like, oh, he's 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 pondering this. He's exclaiming, <laughs> rawr. Yeah, so, it was hard. I would have really liked it if they had, <clears throat> even if the character didn't understand what he was saying, if they would have given me a little bit of insight into what he was saying. So I will say what I liked about this story. And I agree with you. I didn't really like Zaro that much. Her dad was like, he might as well not have been there. Um, yeah. You know, he was just ah. such a bland character. The villain guy was okay. I'm still not sure what species he was. Uh, uh, I think his name was Jar or something. Jom. Jom. J-A-U-M. Jom. Yeah. Jom. You had the Imperials show up. Um, but, yeah, so I liked... Chewie was pretty good throughout, just to kind of see him on his own was cool. I liked the fact that Chewie gave her his medal. Oh, um, yeah, that was cool. That was kind of But a nice I was also touch. like, did she really deserve it? <laughs> and well, the other thing I liked, too, is like Chewbacca literally went on this little side mission and saved an entire planet. Right. That's pretty cool. So this is how B.A. Chewbacca Yeah, is. he didn't even have to try, and he just saved the whole whole planet. I thought that was a kind of a cool a cool thing. He had a Maui moment. He was like, you're welcome. <laughs> oh, you almost got me to do a Chewbacca impression there. Almost slipped out. Almost? Oh, man. I was going to do a Wookiee, you're welcome. Can you do that? No. No. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I thought that was just kind of the whole idea of the story. I, I definitely got behind. I like the idea that Chewbacca stumbles across this planet that is in need and literally just saves the entire planet single-handedly. Mm-hmm. I guess with the help of the girl, too. But So, um, yeah, so the part that was confusing to me was at the end. The whole mission, like, Chewbacca had the box, and he goes back to his home world, and he's delivering this, um, you know, bandolier thing that I guess belonged to another Wookiee warrior that had died. Uh, yeah, see, I'm not sure. I think so. It looked like there was a memorial service going on there, and they had the little hologram of the Wookiee, and the little kid Wookiee was really sad. And Chewbacca shows up and kind of presents the the bandolier to the family, which I think is, you know, I'm assuming belonged to the fallen Wookiee, and Chewbacca was doing that. But I was kind of confused as to, like, where did the Wookiee die, and why was Chewbacca the one that was delivering it? Because wasn't, shouldn't Chewbacca be still hanging out with the rebellion? Mm-hmm. And, would, mm-hmm. and if this Wookiee didn't die in service of the rebellion, then how did Chewbacca even know about it? I don't know. It just, it seemed like an odd thing. Yeah, I'm with you. I still don't really fully understand what the end was, but I I feel like you're on the right track because that's actually what I was thinking. All those same things, but I don't I don't know. Yeah, and I, I'm confused by it. And maybe there, I actually looked it up after um, after I read the comic. I tried to look online on Wikipedia to see if there was more explanation in the article about it. Um, I couldn't find anything. So I don't know. And then, so there was the kid when he first goes into like the little memorial service, but then um, they have kind of the dialogue of, of what's her name? Uh, Zaro, where she's explaining to her dad where Chewbacca went. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of going on as you're seeing all these scenes. And, And then he's like, does he have a family? And then they, and they show Chewbacca hugging like another Wookiee kid. So I was thinking, is that Chewbacca's son? Or is that the same Wookiee that was in the memorial service? I was, I was like, they, it just wasn't very clear. Yeah. What was going on there? And I know Chewbacca's son has a, 
has um, recently in uh, Aftermath, Empire's End, had his own little interlude. Uh, and they, they named him, uh, what's his name again? Lumparoo Lump or something? Lumparoo? Lumpy, yeah. Lumpy Lump- from the, the holiday special Lumpy <laughs> oh my God. is now canon. That's right, Lumpy. I didn't know his name was Lumparoo. Sounds like a Teletubby. (laughs) I think it's, I'm probably, people that know this stuff are yelling at me right now, but I think it's something like Lumparumparoo. That's even worse. Is his full name, but then, so he had like the little nickname Lumpy, like kind of like Chewie's got his nickname, but then as he, when he became of age, he changed it from Lumpy to Waru, was his, now his nickname. (laughs) <laughs> that, this is I'm, I'm blending I'm blending canon and legends right now. I'm not even sure what's all real anymore. But um, if you Please know, tweeted as yeah. lumpa lumpa rumpa roo. If you know and can correct me, I'm sure plenty of our listeners uh, could. Please tweet at me and make fun of me for getting this all wrong, or at least send yes, us an email. Please and tag me in it too, so that I can, <laughs> I can see. They had a, a series of of books back in the legend stuff. That they had like part of one of the novels was focused on the Wookiee homeworld, and you had this whole scene with Lumpy and. So it was uh, called Lumpa Rumpa Roo. Yeah, it was something like that. I don't know. I'm probably getting it wrong, but I think it was something like that. <laughs> you know what though? He's no Kitwar. Sorry. No, and Kitwar is a much cooler name too. It is a much cooler name. It's definitely not Lumpa Rumpa Roo. <laughs> um. So. Yes. So that's that. But I don't know anything else in the comic that you. No, uh, I think you just about wrapped that up. I mean, I know I feel like we didn't spend a lot of time talking about it, but there really isn't that much to talk about. No, it was a very, it was a very simple story. It wasn't very complex, and it was basically we got to keep this planet from the Empire taking it over, and Chewbacca's there, so he's gonna scream and yell and roar and stuff, and he's gonna make sure people don't get their lives taken over, you know about it and it was a cute small simple story um for the chewbacca fans i'm sure they absolutely loved it i actually liked all the chewbacca parts so i did like that um there you know there were some good lines too and all of the dialogue was actually pretty good uh i did like the twist you know that the little girl did think of to make it seem like the guy, the person who was trying to take them over, was actually the bad. Was actually yeah. the one that was. They tricked know. the Imperials into thinking that he was a rebel. Yeah, so that was actually was kind of cool. Um, I admire her for wanting to stay, you know, behind on our planet because most of the time they would just, you know, try to take off. So I did like that. Um, and again, the art was pretty. I do like that watercolor style. So. I mean, it wasn't all bad, but it was definitely, if you're looking for a deeper comic, this is not it. Yeah, I feel like it could have actually probably been told in a one-shot, like just a one-issue, maybe an extended size issue, but five issues is a little much, I thought, for this story. Um, there was a whole scene that we didn't mention, but where they disguise Chewbacca in, like, droid armor and make him yeah, that look was like this gigantic, like, battle droid with... Um, with a conveniently sized IG-88 like helmet. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, a little bizarre, but fun. 
yeah, this was definitely a um, a fun one. This is yeah. a fun, light, fun comic. Yeah, so Chewbacca's got his own little mini-series. Leia had one. Han's got a series now. Lando had something. And Luke is basically like the Star Wars series. That's kind of his series. Um, mm-hmm. You know, who's left? Who who do we got a... We, do we get an Akbar series, maybe? I mean, Dr. Oh. Aphra got her own series, and she's not even in any movies, so... I want I want a Kit War series. I want to know what he's been up to. It's not going to be a Kit War series. Why? Maybe a, you Why? might get lucky, and there could be an Ewoks. I could see them doing <gasps> Ooh, Ewoks. Oh, yeah. I could totally see that because it's been done before. Um, we had that little Dark Horse one. Remember the the ones that we reviewed? From Zach. From Zach, Jolongo? yeah. Those yeah. were fun. I actually really liked those a lot. I did too. Um, and I think it's, you know, Ewoks sell. So I could see them. I could see Marvel doing a, a mini series on Ewoks. Ewoks sell, man. Yeah. <laughs> At least to us that grew up in the, uh, the 90s. True, true, true. But, yeah. So... This one was not my favorite of the the Marvel stuff. If I was giving it like a star rating out of five, I'd probably just give it two, to be honest with you. Mm, was, well, I'm glad you're not lying. Was pretty, yeah, that was, would not be fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I haven't thought about star rating. We don't you typically told me rate. When we, I, yeah, when we first started the show, you said, we're not doing ratings, Teresa. So I don't think about it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's I was just thinking about that. like how he it did. would rate it on Goodreads. And they only give you like a five, right? Sure, you were. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think you're just trying to find an excuse to rate it now. (laughs) Two stars, Chewbacca. Two stars. Well, up next, uh, and it will be towards the end of this month because obviously the book just came out. But we're going to be doing Aftermath Empires, and this will be the fastest we have reviewed an Aftermath book ever. But we want to be ready for Tarkin when it comes out. So Thrawn. Right. She, she meant that Thrawn. That T name. The T the T <laughs> word. I don't know what I'm talking about. Well, we got to get to Thrawn. Tarkin already came out, y'all, like a long time ago. I already read it. <laughs> check out our review. Yeah, it's check it out. Episode number, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know. But, um, what I meant to say was Thrawn. <laughs> the, um, it's funny, I didn't even hear it. Like, I just said it. I said the first Star Wars T name, I thought. <laughs> there's going to be a big focus on Thrawn at Celebration. I think that's, that's what uh, Del Rey's saying, and it, it's coming out. I think right before Celebration, so you know they're gonna be they're gonna be really hyping that book up down there. So mm-hmm. it would it would and not Aaron be good. Aaron is of... actually Aaron has made a cosplay of Thrawn, so look out for that. <laughs> no, oh no! Could you imagine no, walking around in blue no. paint in Florida? No, oh, man, somebody that would will be. be. So hard. There will be somebody a... will, and they're gonna be amazing, and they're gonna look stunning and i'm gonna take a picture with them but i could not do no, that that person is not me yeah no Can't just i'm we'll just make sure aaron's dressed all in blue one day for you just <laughs> yeah so. like disney bound <laughs> yeah just, can disney bound oh, disney bound is thrown there you go we should totally do that we'll figure that out that would be great ah <sighs> what a great idea we'll talk off air awesome <laughs> But yeah, and we have some comics that we will, you know, like I said, we're a bit behind on the comics, but we'll 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 catch up little by little. Um, but the next one in line is Vader Down. So Vader Down. Vader Down, which is the crossover comic between the Vader series and the Star Wars series. So we will we will be checking that one out too. We'll see. In addition. Yeah, we might slip it in before Empire's End, maybe after. We'll see. We'll see how it all works out. 
Ooh, this is new. See, this is why you guys, we should really plan the show ahead of time. No, it's more fun this way. Yeah, it is more fun. Well, it's more fun for the listeners because they're like, what is going on? Because then we get confused and then we say stuff like this. Anyway. All right. So in between shows, you can find us on social media. I am just getting my feet wet again with social media. So... We are on Twitter. We are at SW Bookworms, and you can send us an email to StarWarsBookworms at gmail.com. Yes, it's been a while since we've got an email. Which is, so, that is true. So if you're so inclined, please If you send feel us an like email. sharing how wrong we are. Yes, we had a lot of things today that you can correct us on. So yes, actually, so please we, do. Send us want, an email. We want anyone that noticed a mistake in this episode, we want to hear from you. Exactly. Lump a rump a root. And then we will take some time next episode. Uh, so we can highlight our mistakes. To talk about all of the things that we stink at. I'm going to look that up, <laughs> Lumparumparoo. I don't think I'm too far off. Lumparumparoo. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Romparoo. It does. But, uh, yeah, so, yes. Um, we're also on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Star Wars Bookworms. iTunes, you can leave us a review. If you have not done so yet, you can head over to iTunes, leave us a nice five-star review if you like us. And you can find Teresa on Instagram and Twitter at IceColdPenguin. And you can find me at A.B. Goins. So until next time, keep on reading, and may the Force be with you. We are looking this up right now. This is can No, this is Legends. Lumpawaru. Is this Lumpawaru. Lumpawaru. Lump, lump, whatever. In canon, he is known as, yeah. Lobaka? No. Lumpawaru also what? known as Waru, was a Wookiee male whose parents were Chewbacca and his wife, Mala. That's canon. Alrighty then. But he has only appeared in... Oh yeah, see, it doesn't say he... It doesn't say he appeared in the Chewbacca comic, so that must not have been him. But he does and appear who in Empire's it? End. Wumpa Rumparoo. I like that name better. Wumpa Rumparoo. Wumpa Rumparoo. Sounds like an Oompa Loompa song. Lumpa, Wumpa, Wumpa Dee Roo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, here we go. Okay, this is where I'm getting... Okay, I'm, I'm gonna leave this in. Okay? Oh, uh, is this I'm, outtakes? Okay. Maybe. We'll see. But it says... This is from the Legends tab in Wikipedia. So this is this is where this is must have been in my brain. But... It says, Lumpa Waru, also known as Waru, was a Wookiee male who emerged from the shadow of his famous father, Chewbacca, to become a brave, talented, and powerful warrior within the Rukroro community on the planet Kashyyyk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Kashyyyk? Kashyyyk. Then it says, born Lumpa Warump in 1BBY <laughs> and known as Lumpy throughout his youth. Okay, so his name was Lumpa Warump. At one point. <laughs> and then I guess he became Lumpa Waru. And then he became Waru. So the names change Lumpa as you get older. <laughs> so I was just kind of blending the two names with that. Though. Oh, I still like Lumpa Wumpa Roo. <laughs> <laughs>